So in the Buddha's analysis we have various elements or properties uh, in a way to explain experience, not to separate from experience, but to explain the various strands, threads, flows, fields that occur in experience. And consciousness is one of these. It's a property or an element it's part of experience. Um, it's the quality, property that makes experience present. It um, means as it, as it arises, there's a certain sense of recognition. Something isn't conscious, there's no... Say, you know, the consciousness is just the sound of my voice. It doesn't even have a name, it's just that something's happening. Is happening. So within all this, uh, so it's quiet. The silence is happening. If you're thinking, the thinking is happening. Seeing something, seeing is happening. Seeing something, feeling pleased by it, that experience is happening. All this is happening because of the property of consciousness, which is the ability to sense and experience sense experiencing and you know respond to it or know it I could say very 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 sim- very simple kind of knowing just uh, not not wordful but just uh, and um, mind consciousness so obviously consciousness covers everything you can't go to the end of consciousness because you can't be conscious of what's not conscious. <laughs> can you, you can't actually turn your mind to, can you try to find the edge of your mind? Hmm? You can find the edge of your thought, or the edge of your comprehension, the edge of your know-how. You can't find the edge of awareness. Hmm? This property, so the very property of consciousness, sometimes also called awareness, mm. uh, and that when it's activated, it sankara as an object arises, you know, sight, sound, uh, and then further on from that, agreeable feeling, and then further on from that, you know, mental organization, so or putting it aside and going somewhere else. So this is the sankara process activating in the mind consciousness. Mm-hmm. So this, this this mind consciousness, or the centre of the hot spot, you could say, of mind consciousness, the reactive point of mind consciousness, the responsive point of mind consciousness, the affected point of mind consciousness, is called chitta. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, you can imagine something like a great potential of awareness, and something You've got something, but within that, there's something that shimmers. Oh, this bit's the bit that you know, get. Oh, what's that? There's jitta, you know? and this is where the set the eye. This is happening to. This is really happening. There's some effect. So there's a resonance. You know? So in a way, consciousness is a very passive something. Is is seen? You close your eyes. They open them. Seen. And then within that scene, there's, oh, that's a nice looking, you know. Then the chitta comes in and, and is affected and then starts to 
operate attention onto that particular design on the cushion or the water bottle or somebody's face or whatever. You know, it's chitta. So it, first of all, it organises attention. It's getting worked that more. As intentionality gets activated, there's a, what's that? That's an intention. It switches attention to something, really, and then it starts to have more intentions. Well, I want one of those, you know, I've got to get closer, or, ah, oh, well, forget about it. You know, some, something starts to have a wish, you could say. This is intention. And both of these qualities, attention and intention, have an energy to them. There's the effect, there's a shimmering, and something is energized to frame something, to form an object. And then there's intention, some sort of wish that it exists, not exists, be near, be far, think about it, that's intention. There's energies there. So the thing is, it starts rippling, moving around. This is jitta, and this process of the rippling of it is the jitta sankara, the rippling effects. So all this is going on. And the same, we haven't left consciousness, not unconscious. There's awareness of that. There can be awareness of that. It's happening. And by and large, tendency for us people is to very much focus and get drawn into, through attention and intention, the particular object that's lit up for me. Hmm. And in that point, the quality of awareness is sort of. You know, it's sort of there, but we don't really, really tune into it. Don't really acknowledge that, because what's important is the bit that's affecting me for pleasure or pain, near or far, ugly, beautiful, sour, sweet. This is this is the arising of the multiplicity of the world, for better, you know, for good or for bad, and. Mm, now, when we are, uh, you know, one of the things we might feel we're doing in meditation is co- is is cultivating awareness or deepening our awareness, or you know, and this means really almost like that ability to pause around how how the effect is, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, and then. Mm. Mm. So that's, you might say, I think we've touched on this already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that certainly happens. Mm. So we don't lose touch with the, the basis of, 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 of awareness. It's always there, but it's like you can imagine you have a, a river and it's there and you kind of see some fish in it. And occasionally, there's an old beer can comes down in, and occasionally, there's an oil spill. But the river is still there. But after all, you don't really, not- you don't really notice the river. You notice the fish, or the beer can, or the oil, or the reeds, or the sparkle of the water. The water, water is always just exactly as wet. But so what? Yeah. Now, in a way, what we're when we're cultivating awareness, you're not trying to be. Well, you could say more aware, but actually more in touch with it. It's not intensified, because intensification is an intention. An intention tends to become something that distracts you from awareness. Well, okay, not always. I mean, it depends what your intention is doing. But itself, intention is like awareness plus plus. Plus recognition, plus motivation. 
So, 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 yeah, okay, your intention is to be more aware, very good. Now just pause with that. Uh, can you sense that quality of wanting to be more aware? How does that feel? Mm. Doesn't matter how it feels, just, just notice that. Notice you're noticing that. Notice this mm-hmm, with that. And how does, it, how does it feel, say, more comfortable, more peaceful? Recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we're not particularly driven towards some object, or particularly a notional object, an idea in our minds, of some, an idea of samadhi, an idea of clarity, an idea of wisdom, an idea of peace, an idea of happiness, an idea of clarity, an idea of, you know, idea of perfection, these virtual objects also, you know, they're, they're loaded, and they, their intention senses that possibility and starts getting agitated, or hopes for that possibility. And we just, you know, just, no, 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 no. What we're doing, we just want to notice the experience of existence, existing. Uh, that's perfection. So it's a broadening of awareness, a returning to awareness. Yeah. And this becomes, uh, you know, now we do, you know, I'm sure we all do need guidance on how to steer towards that attention, intention, and what's called contact, I mean making something you, you can touch, be with that, you know, yeah, you, you can steady on that enough to distill, you know, apart from the fish, apart from the oil, apart from the beer can, there's the wetness, oh yeah, subtler, not so striking, subtler quality, mm. yeah. and that's actually rather peaceful, because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make anything happen. It doesn't mind the fish or the beer can or doesn't just mm-hmm. so this is say conscious of becoming purer in that it's less agitated by the objects which you could say is visual objects, tactile objects, even the objects of its own vipaka come or the resultant come that is our, our memories, our programs, our mindsets. Oh here she is again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. There's that sensation. There's that mental habit. Mm-hmm. Another beer can. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. So now you can you know, frame it another way, if you like. In a way, this awareness is always with us. It's always, you know, again, using the language rather loosely, it's always with me. It's always with us. It's always with because you can't be, can't have an experience outside awareness. Can you? So it's always there, but naturally, it tends to be subtler because it's not doing anything than the feeling, which is the big surge. And the intention, which is the big movement. So we're just becoming more viveka means more broad, more less motivated in some ways towards a particular object, just stepping back uh-huh, as best we can. Some things are difficult to get in perspective. 
and becoming more dispassionate. And this is a process you can't really immediately um, engineer, but it grows the more that one says, oh, this is difficult stuff, this is lovely stuff, this is stuff I don't understand, this is, okay, right, let's just see the reactivity, is it possible just to, to bear with that, recognizing this too will arise and pass, it's its nature. When I'm speaking this in words, it's still much too clumsy. There's something intuitive that you get. Mm. Now imagine you, know, you can reframe that. You could say, on a certain level, at the effective level, it's like a, it's a kind of love. You could say consciousness, in some ways, is a kind of very basic love. It's acceptance. Hmm. Not going to throw you out for that. Not going to contract over that. Not going to make anything out of that. Not going to, you know, dump stuff into that. Hmm. So, you know, isn't that rather lovely? You know, would it be to experience that sense? You know, and oh, and recognizing perhaps there are experiences in that in our experience flow where. When some quality arises, there is there isn't an acceptance, is it? You know, somewhat withdrawing from it, or agitation around it. Those we just uh-huh. consciousness is here. Take your time. It's like a very non-intrusive form of love acceptance. Resonating doesn't, it will never leave you through thick, through thin. It's never gonna leave you, you leave it, or something causes you to leave it, something splits off. And this is the the, uh, you know, the issue, if you like, called asawa and utsaya, latent tendencies to split, to split off into being something, into getting irritated. Okay, thank you. Into trying to grab hold of, into agitation and confusion, so the stuff starts bubbling up. Even then, we're still conscious of that, and maybe we're starting to feel, oh goodness, I'm not doing this very well at all, am I? After all the instructions and so on, still not getting this together, <laughs> we're aware of that. Mm-hmm. So sooner or later, you've got to come back to that, you know, can't meditate at all. Uh-huh. Mm. How's that feel? Completely wasted my time. Mm. You know, so <laughs> some the way it kind of goes towards these these tendencies, these karmic tendencies, perhaps what we have. Like, you know, I have to blame ourselves, to blame others. It becomes very personal and I can't. Yeah. Isn't that well? Mm. Uh-huh. Even this point. See it never leaves you. It doesn't leave. It's the it's the, the uh, mesmerizing the conjurer's trick of whipping all these stuff out of thin air, and you go, "Wow, what have got that goodness!" Wow, and so this shocking sense, the sense of shock of all this stuff flying up, we find we go into the reactivity rather than the awareness of it, and um, this is. You know, the process of, of 
of meditation or of cultivating awareness, actually it's nothing really to cultivate, it's more sustaining. Sustaining awareness, consciousness has to be sustained with wisdom. By itself, consciousness isn't properly accessed. It's just a passive tool. It has to be activated with wisdom rather than karma, rather than reactivity. Yeah. This is this is in a way what cultivation is about. Is yeah, so that that moment when there's contact, instead of being activated in accordance with karmic habit, yeah, karmic tendency, karmic narrative, karmic story, uh, activated instead by wisdom, which is this is an object, this is a feeling, it rises and passes, it's not self. Verbally, in theory, this may be clear enough. As an experience, it takes a little bit of working on, doing on, because the reactivity can be so embedded. Best chance is to, you know, come to the simplicity of unification, where we have the, the body energy and the chitta energy begin to meet each other, and they can support each other. Body energy does not do proliferation. It just is there. It can have all kinds of difficult feelings in it, but you know, or or, or with withdrawals in it. But it's the chitta is that which uh, knows and has an intention, has has a reaction, has a response to that. Mm-hmm. So using that sense of again and again, saying it again and again, just the steadiness of body energy. Now, you know what I'm. So, we are mindfulness of breathing. Does this mean we are constantly rooted, one-pointed on the sensation breath, tip of the nostrils? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I've never seen that expressed anywhere in the Pali Canon. You know, that, that one should do this. It may be a helpful place to start, to just get in touch with the experience of breathing in and out, but it's never mentioned as to where once you place one's attention, but just to be aware of breathing in, be mindful of breathing out, frame that out, frame that up, be mindful of breathing in and out. It means, if it just means the swelling of your belly against your belt buckle, that's fine. If it just means a gentle sense of your chest expanding, that's okay. If it means a slight subtle sensation in your throat, that's okay. If it is in your nose, that's okay. It doesn't really matter. The important thing is to be with the flow of it and to enter the dynamic of it, because it's the dynamic of it that is the most helpful thing, because the dynamic of it is always expressing this feeling we're in flow, don't lock, things change, it rises and passes, it's almost saying that repeatedly like a mantra in terms of the body, don't lock, you know. Uh, it's, it's saying this in bodily terms, and the jitter gets that, and it's encouraging that it can allow some of these karmic reactive points to be arisen and pass. Now what tends to happen with samadhi or that process is that the sensations of breathing fade and we're instead within an energy. So sometimes you don't really think you're being mindful of breathing because it doesn't fit one's idea of mindfulness of breathing. Well, you know, sooner or later, you've got to get out of the idea into the reality of experience and stop doubting it. 
you know, you are breathing, and that manifests in a number of ways. Um, as, you, as your mind quiets down, it manifests purely as a sort of a sense of vitality flowing, and even that becomes quieter. So in fact, what the breathing becomes is just almost like a mental object. So it's not a thought, it's a felt sense of something suffusive, perhaps bright, radiant, warm quality. There's that. It's marked by two experiences, one called fiti, means there's a certain buoyant, zestful quality about it, and another quality called sukha, which means it's, it's comfortable, it's content, it's at ease, it's not pushed in any way. These are very powerful signs because they cross the body-mind boundaries, and we, abide, we can abide in that. Now, this is uh, the experience that is referred to um, in the suttas and in many experienced teachers. And I must have said this several times already. But it needs to be repeated because our minds do keep going back to these uh, patterns and habits. And my, that's the tendency to doubt, which is a latent tendency. Have I got this right? Am I doing it? If I'm not doing it, it can't be right. Yeah. The idea that something could be right without me doing it, particularly something important, without me doing it. <laughs> no, I feel funny about that. <laughs> I should be doing something. So there's a tendency, latent tendency towards that, the Kumbhava, becoming, making something happen. Yeah. But actually this quality of something that's given, just like awareness is given, it's a given. And the two meeting almost, you know, so they almost meet, like the awareness and the breathing are really, you know, pretty much partners. And they're there to wrap around these karmic tendencies. And just like a holding it very gently, you could call it loving acceptance quality, until that jump begins to know it's not necessary because there's something they're holding it. You don't need to jump out because this is holding you. A lot of the jumping out is because of this property called ignorance. We don't sense there's something there. So I've got to do it all. Otherwise, I feel a bit lost or, or inactive or stale or something. This quality, so it's, it's this tuning in to the property of, of awareness, consciousness, as it is potential, and calming it. So then jitta becomes, um, the intention of jitta, intentionality, is to just to dwell in that, enjoy, deepen, shake off its habits. Yeah, yeah, shake off its habits. And this becomes exceptionally, it's just beautiful, but it's also the case that um, as you cultivate sitting, walking, and you abide in that, then naturally what tends, what tends to arise is the, is the vipaka, or the, 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 the inheritance of our lives with their whatever, 
And uh, that's, that's the practice, is to just hold that in awareness. Hold that in awareness. Awareness is kind of like a very simple, accepting, spacious kind of uh, love. Yeah. And over time, you know, there's almost a begin to recognize this quality is the real thing. The other stuff is the induced. And so it's sort of like a shifting to that. And the me thing is sort of an induced activity for function's sake, for, you know, but this is the real underlying thing. The underlying thing is not my eternal self or myself, but just this underlying property of awareness. So let's uh, just touch into that and give it a chance. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be known. Let yourself not be, be. Let yourself be sensed. Mm. All the contours, the peculiarities of it. Mm. Breathe through. Mm. Let it be sensed. Let it express itself. Mm. Move. Um, release, uh, energize. Sometimes the body just experiences these slight shifts internally and the mind also shifts. Oh, it seems to drop something or clarify by itself. So there's a beautiful responsive um, aspect to practice um, that can occur in this embrace of awareness.